a couple of weeks ago, we started a new sermon series, and it's called Protect This Mess. So real quick, uh, what this is about, that mess is us. That mess is community. That mess is the church because we're all, we're all people with problems, and we got issues, and we bring those issues to this building and into these relationships, and uh, we are imperfect. And so oftentimes the church, the community we have here may not be perfect. Oftentimes it is a mess, but it is a beautiful mess that God has asked us us to protect. And so that's what this series is about. How can we protect our community? And so the first week we talked about understanding the nature of community as Jesus intended it to be when he talked about the church. And it was this idea of a strong group versus a weak group as exemplified by the movie Encanto. We talked about that. If you are curious about that message, go to our podcast or YouTube channel and you can find the message. Part one is called Encanto, the Encanto Community. Uh, Last week, Pastor Jonathan brought in the first thing that we need to protect our community from, and it was protecting our community from judgmentalism. And he defined it as essentially taking one flaw of a person and making that their whole thing, right? Because you did this one thing, or you are this one way, or you believe this certain way, that's all you are to me. And he talked about how we can prevent and protect our community from judgmentalism. And so what we're kind of doing with this series is each week we're introducing one thing that we need to be aware of and we need to protect one another and our community and this mess from. Like I said, today is a tough topic. It's one that a lot of us do without even thinking about it. And I'll tell you, when I, when I, after I wrote this, like it kind of messed with my head. Right, like it actually messed with my day. In certain situations, I'd have to pause and think about what I talked about. And I'm hoping that this is gonna do, it's gonna, same is gonna happen for you. And it's gonna be uncomfortable and weird. And there may be a moment during your week you're like, gosh, why did Chris talk about that? I wish he would just leave that alone. Okay, so what we're talking about today, the thing that we need to protect this mess, this community from, is gossip. Gossip. You guys know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, right? We're talking about gossip, a hard topic to talk about. So here's what I need you to know about gossip. Gossip is bad. Stop doing it. Thanks for joining us to church today. Like, let's pray. Let's go home. Like, that's it. I mean, like, what else can you say, right? Like, we, and the problem with preaching about gossip is like, Everyone knows this. Nobody, I don't think anybody is sitting here like, I think actually gossip is a very good thing to have in a community. Or like everyone understands that gossip is bad. But we still do it. So we're going to talk a little bit today, why do we do it and what God wants for us and how we can maybe minimize and reduce gossip in this church. But this is especially important for our community here at Rock Fellowship, okay? And there's a reason why. There's specifically a reason why it's important that we tackle the uncomfortable topic of gossip in our community, Okay, and um, the reason why is because this is our mission statement. If you guys know our mission statement, I don't need to show it, but some of you don't know it. Rock Fellowship Mission Statement. Rock exists to connect people to a loving community, a living Savior, and a lasting purpose. That's why we're here as a church. We want you to connect to a, what kind of community? Loving community. We want you to connect to a living Savior, and we want you to connect to your lasting purpose. That's what we are about as a church. But here's the thing. Because this is our mission statement, we have to be very careful about this thing called gossip. Here's the reason why. It's not that gossip, it's not only that gossip is a threat 
to loving community, it is actually the other side of the coin of a loving community. When you are seeking to build a loving community, the other edge of that sword, the other side of that, is the potential for gossip. Because in a loving community, we need to be close. Like, we are not trying to build a church here where like you can just be anonymous and like a stranger. And, you know, and, and some people want to go to a church like that. Honestly, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to engage people in connections and relationships and in biblical community. We want that for everyone, from our children to our junior high students, youth, adults, young adults, everybody. We want people to connect to a community. But when you're trying to build a loving community, guess what we have to do? Like, we have to talk, and we have to connect to each other, and we have to know each other, and we have to know what people are dealing with and struggling with so we can care for them and be there for them and support. But when you're building that, the other side of that coin, like I said, is gossip. So it's not so much that it's a threat. It is a threat. But because we seek to be a loving community, we are more vulnerable to the dangers of gossip. Because we're close. Like, we, we do things. Like, we don't just see each other on Saturday. We don't just, we're not just church friends. Like, you guys see each other on Monday and Wednesday and Thursday. Some of you guys go to school together all the time. Some of you see each other every single day of the week. That's awesome, and that's close, and that's wonderful. But when you're trying to build that, you become vulnerable to gossip. If everyone just, like, had no relationships and just came to listen to sermons and sing songs, we wouldn't need to preach about this. It's not a problem. But because we're interconnected and because we love each other, this is a danger that we got to be aware of. Right? So, so this is why it's so important for us, Rock Fellowship specifically, to deal with the topic of gossip. Because we're setting ourselves up, honestly, for the potential. Because we talk. And we know things about each other. Right? We know what's going on in each other's lives. And if we decide to share that with other people, how we decide to share that with other people, the reason why we share that with other people is the difference between a loving community and an unloving community. You guys with me? Like, that line is razor thin when we're trying to build a loving community. It could easily shift from loving to unloving just because we shared something that we shouldn't have shared in the way that we shouldn't have shared it. We want to love each other and know what's going on in each other's lives, but we need to be aware of this possible Danger. So that's what we're talking about today, and that's why we want to protect this mess from the dangers of gossip and what it can do. So it's not enough for all of us to know, yeah, gossip is bad. Obviously, we have to dig deep and understand what it really is and how we can overcome it and protect our church from it. The Greek word, so let's define gossip and let's kind of create an understanding so we're all on the same page. The Greek word for gossip is this word. One of the hardest Greek words I've looked at to try to pronounce is pasithorismos. Pasitherismos. That's like, is that even a word? It is in Greek. Pasitherismos. Here's the cool thing, right? I think you guys are going to figure out what pasitherithos, pasitherismos really means. It's actually an onomatopoeia. What's an onomatopoeia? It's a word that sounds like the sound it is talking about, right? Crash, boom, pow, right? Those are onomatopoeias. Okay, I want you all to say pasitherismos with me. Ready, go. Okay, now I want you to say it quietly and really fast. Ready? Go. Pasithrismos. Say it again. Pasithrismos. Quieter and faster. Ready? Go. Pasithrismos. What does it sound like? A whisper. It sounds like. 
So the word, this word, (laughs) it means literally a whisper. The word for gossip is a a whisper. That's cool, right? So, So this is a word used to describe this experience of gossip where you whisper behind other people's backs. And you talk about things that you can't talk about out loud. Pasitherismos and gossip. Let me give you guys kind of my definition as I understand gossip. Um, and, and if you disagree with my definition, that's fine. But this is kind of what we're working with today. Gossip is, gossip is speaking negatively about someone with someone who is neither a part of the problem nor the solution. Gossip is speaking negatively about someone with someone who is neither a part of the problem nor the solution. Gossip is making, this is the other side of it, gossip is making private matters public without permission. This is what I'm working off of, right? And if you think about this definition, you probably don't want this done to you. You don't want people talking negatively about you to someone who has nothing to do with anything, and you don't want people to take your private matters and make them public without your permission. This is kind of that general understanding that we're working with today for gossip. Now, by and large, pretty much in the entire Bible, gossip is looked down upon in Scripture. It is frowned upon. It is always painted in a negative light in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. Here's a couple verses about how bad the writers of the Bible saw gossip, okay? Because it's like maybe kind of a light thing to people. It's just what you do with your friends. It's kind of fun, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But this is what he says. Look at what, how, how, um, Gossip is compared to other things, all right, in these two verses I'm going to share with you, and what they're associated with. Do not go about spreading slander or gossip among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Right? In the same sentence, God says, don't gossip and don't do anything to endanger people's lives. I am the Lord. Like that ending is like, I am the Lord. So this is very, very serious stuff that God is talking about here. Look at what he puts right next to it. In Romans chapter 1, the Apostle Paul talks about it. There's, this, there's so many things here, but I chose to you pick only like one verse or two verses. Listen again, once again, to what is connected and the kind of list gossip is associated with or what kind of list it's a part of. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile, these are people who've rejected God, to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so, they do what ought, uh, so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips. Like, look at that list, right? Deceitful full of malice, envy, and murder. Oh, by the way, also, they're gossips. Right, my point here is not to say that it's on par with murder. That's not what I'm saying. But there is something to be said about gossip being connected and put in the same list as murder and deceit and malice and hate and wickedness. At the very least, we can look at these verses and say, wow, God really does not like gossip. In fact, there are verses where it says God hates slander. There are six things God hates, seven things that he detests, and one of them is slander. One of them is gossip. But I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. Like, you know this. Like, you know God does not like gossip. And, and, you know, like, I don't think it's even hard to understand why he wouldn't like gossip, right? Because you always see throughout Scripture in Jesus' ministry, in the Old Testament, New Testament, everywhere, God does not like things that hurt his people. 
right? That's why. It's not because he's so, so grand and mighty. I mean, he is, but gossip hurts his people. He hates things that hurts his beloved children, right? You know, as a pastor, like, I get it, right? I've been a pastor. It's crazy. I had this realization that I'm, in three years, I would have been pastoring for 20 years, that's crazy, right? And I've been here for like almost six years, five to six years. In my ministry, I know that a part of the gig is that people talk about me. I get it, right? Like no matter who you are, people are going to talk. And sometimes they're going to say nice things. And a lot of you guys say really nice things. But I know there are things that I do and say that maybe you disagree with. And people are going to talk. I get it, right? Like that's a part of it. And I've accepted that. And you probably accept that. Like, if whatever you do in your business or as a student or in your job or whatever, like, you know that you can't please everyone and there are probably people who talk about you and you've accepted it and you're probably okay with it. But when it comes to your children, it's a different story, right? Like, you can talk about me all you want and I'll be like, brother, sister, I love you. You talk about my kids, different story. Different story. See, God hates things that hurt his children. All right? So that's why he's like, that's why it's so strong. These words, this thing that gossip that we may think is not a big deal, to God it is such a huge deal. And he, the Apostle Paul is essentially saying, in the community of faith, there is no place for it. Right? Because he said, these are the people who've rejected God and abandoned God and they don't want anything to do with God and they do these things. But the other side of it is that the people who do who follow Jesus, there's no place for it in that community. But we do it. All right, I'm not naive. I know, it happens. We do it. Gossip happens. People talk. Again, it's the other side of the coin of a loving community. I get it. So why is it that we know gossip is bad, and maybe you're realizing how bad it is today, maybe, or maybe you already knew, but why do we still do it. Actually, it's not complicated. I know the answer. And you actually know the answer too. You want me to tell the answer? I'm going to put Sister Rithmos the answer to you. Why do we gossip? Because it's fun. Let's be honest. That's why people gossip. You gossip because it's fun. It's not painful for you. It's fun and it's exciting and it's thrilling and it makes you kind of feel important because you have inside information that other people don't have. I get it. It makes you feel good. It's, it's fun. That's why we gossip. And you know, what's crazy is King Solomon, right, the wisest king that ever existed, he knew that. Like, listen, listen to what he writes in the Bible and probably like, this is so legit, like, this is so relevant. He says, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. You know what that means? Like, that thing that is so delicious to you, like, whatever is your favorite thing, that's what gossip feels like. Right, whether it's like, whether it's a juicy steak or a juicy veggie steak or, you know, whether it's a boba, whether it's like a, a sparkling water, right, pamplemousse, LaCroix, grapefruit flavored, you know, that kind of drink. My favorite drink, sparkling water. After a long day, you and that fizz and it feels so good. Whether it's candy, chocolate, decadent chocolate, whatever it is, he's like, that's what it's like when we hear gossip. It tastes so good. And it goes down to the in 
Man, there's so much truth to this. There's so much truth to this verse here, man. Solomon understands, like, he's the king. He knows people are talking. He's like, I get it, man. It's so fun. People like to do it. I understand that people like to do it. But at the same time, we know it's bad. It's fun, but it's bad, but we do it. Let me unveil, let me pull the curtain back from gossip, and let me show you guys what the underlying hypocrisy of gossip is, okay? Let me tell you the underlying hypocrisy, and when we do gossip, this is what we are believing, okay? This is the hypocrisy, and this is the painful part, but let's be honest. This is the hypocrisy of gossip. Gossip about me is bad. Gossip about others is entertainment. That is the hypocrisy of gossip. Because you don't want anyone to gossip about you. You don't want other people talking about your business, right? Nobody wants that. They have nothing to do with it. They shouldn't know. You don't want people to judge you based on a story someone is telling about you. Of course, it's bad. But the reason I do it is because it's not about me. It's about someone else which is so hypocritical, but this is what it is. This is what we're really thinking. Why we do it when we know it's bad? Because we know it's bad when it's about me. But when it's about someone else, it's entertainment. This has no place in a community of faith, amen? Right? We are not each other's entertainment. That person's pain, that person's decisions, that person's experiences are not our entertainment. They are not our reality TV show to think is exciting, right? They are not fodder for that. This has no place in a community of faith, especially a community that's thinking to be a loving one like we're trying to be. Man, we are not each other's entertainment. My life is not for you to think about and talk about to have fun. Your life, in the same way, is not my entertainment. I'm not allowed to talk to you, talk to other people about other people in this community because it's fun. Gossip about me is bad, yeah. Gossip about others, that's just good fun. So, so hypocritical. You guys know what I'm saying, right? Let's step in on toes. <laughs> Uncomfortable topic, not easy topic to talk about, but so important for us. So I, see, here's, here's what I assume. I assume everyone in this room does not want to be a part of a community where there's a bunch of gossip, right? Like, that's a safe assumption, right? Nobody here is like, yeah, I love when people talk bad about me. I love when people tell stories about me and it's completely false or they miss complete important details. I, I love that. Nobody wants that. Everyone wants to be a part of a safe community, Yes. One where you are cared for, you are respected, your dignity is protected, you are valued. We all want to be part of the community like that. And we want to be a part of a community. We understand that sometimes information needs to be shared, but we want to be a part of community where the information is shared with wisdom and discernment and with love for the right purposes for love, care, and support. I think we all want to be a part of that kind of community. So here's how we can do it. Here's where we get where the rubber meets the road. Here's how we can get practical. I'm going to give you guys three things to think about when you're thinking about, well, two, when you're thinking about sharing something, and one, when someone's going to share something to you. 
Three questions, okay? Three questions. The first question, and this is what really messed with my head this week. First question is, is this helpful or hurtful? Easy question, right? What I'm about to say, is it helpful or is it hurtful? Easy, easy question. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul says, Do not let any wholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is what? Helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Not just benefit the person you're talking about, but benefit those who listen. Is it helpful or is it hurtful? Before you say it. Right? And what you can't do is like, hey, let me tell you, oh wait, no, I shouldn't say anything. You can't do that, right? You can't do that because my reaction when someone says that to me, hey, let me, oh, maybe I should say, I'm like, dude, you got to tell me now, all right? So just don't even say it. Think before you speak, wait, 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 wait. Is this helpful to the situation, to the person, or is it hurtful? Oh, actually, this is pretty hurtful. Let's talk about something else. Is this helpful or is it hurtful? The second question is, is this making public something meant to be private? Now, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but some people don't want their private lives broadcasted to other people. Some people don't care. I actually don't care that much. Like, I don't care. I'm an open book, man. Like, you, I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you everything. Some people are like that. Hey, if you're like that, can you raise your hand so we all know who we can... Uh, <laughs> but some people, man, you like you understand you have got boundaries and, and, and you you don't want things to be public made about you. Like you you you're like that. And we understand that people are different. It may not be salacious, it not, may not be crazy, but taking something that is meant to be private and turning it public can be a huge, huge slap in the face to somebody. I know people who had private issues, but it was brought forth, and, and, and it was brought forth in an unsafe manner before a larger audience, and they hated it so much. And it affected the way they viewed the church, and affected their relationship to other people. It's a big deal. So before you say something, think, do I have permission to make this public? And there's a really, really easy way to find out. There's a really, really easy way to find out if you have permission. You talk to me, you say, can I tell this to someone else? It's very, very simple. Just ask. And if they say, and if they say yes, okay. If they say no, then don't. It's very, very easy. And if you're the one who they ask you, you have to be honest. If, if you share something with somebody and they say, hey, is it okay if I share this with pastor? If you don't want me to know, say no. That's okay. Just be honest. Okay, so is this, is, this, is this making something public that was meant to be private? Two questions for you to think about before you say something. The third question is when someone is talking to you, am I, and this is hard, am I promoting gossip by permitting gossip? You can promote gossip by permitting gossip. Meaning, if you listen to gossip, you're telling the person it is okay to gossip. This is really, really hard. It is really, really hard when someone is talking to you and you get the sense, wait, 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 wait. I know what this is. Pastor Chris talked about this. This is gossip. This is pastorismos. It is so hard in that moment to say, wait a minute, stop. That's gossip. I don't want to hear that. 
that's really hard. Let's be real. Like, we should, but that's really, really difficult. In fact, I was talking to Tracy about this sermon, and I had a whole section about how you can do that, right? And how you can, like, stop someone mid-conversation and tell them. And she was like, Chris, no one's going to do that. No one's going to be like, and, and there's a lot of good reasons why some of you would not do that. You know, you want to care, you want to listen, and like all that stuff, I get it, right? So I realized what, the way we need to approach this part of gossip is not that the listener, I mean, if you can do it, right? Some of you can do it. If you can stand up and be like, hey, you know what? I think that's gossip, man. And like, I know that's uncomfortable, but I don't really want to hear that. Pastor Chris, you know, he talked about that. Uh, you know, it's his fault, whatever, right? If you can do that, awesome, do that. But really, the responsibility, man, it may be unfair, it lies on the person who is sharing. Right? Don't put another person in that position where they have to be like, stop, that's gossip. Be mindful, be wise. Ask those questions, is this helpful or hurtful? Am I making something public that was meant to be private? You know, and, and what this means, it does not mean that you can never talk about each other. Right? Obviously, if you're praising people, and you're celebrating, go nuts. Compliment, encourage, praise, celebrate stories of what's happening. That's awesome. Go nuts, man. Like, let's do that all the time. And you know what? This also does not mean you cannot vent. Right? And, and this whole thing with gossip, man, like, I don't have the answers. I can't give you a one, two, three, four rubric. This is what we're supposed to do. Like, I can't do it. There's so many nuances, and there's so many complexities with human relationships so that's why we need to be discerning. But this doesn't mean you can't vent, right? Like, we need to vent. We need to talk to people. Just don't vent to, like, 50 people, okay? Like, that's just, a, don't vent to, like, because some, come on, some of you know, you're like that. Where, like, you feel like you want to talk about something to a lot of people. Just, just keep it to two or three, I don't know, whatever, right? Just, just don't be sharing. And when someone vents to you, it's not gossip because they're a part of the problem, they're a part of the solution, it's what you do after that will turn venting into gossip. Does that make sense? If someone vents to you what's going on in their lives because of someone, and they need to get it off their chest, and need to, they, need, they need someone to talk to you, you listen, absolutely. That's a loving and caring thing to do, but it stops with you. If you begin to share that with others, then it becomes gossip. Then it becomes gossip. Then it is what the Apostle Paul and God were talking about here. So the, the, the questions were, is this helpful or hurtful? Is this making public something meant to be private? And am I promoting gossip by permitting gossip? Now, if your toe is like you're feeling it right now, and you're feeling very uncomfortable, a question that may come to your mind is, what are we supposed to talk about then? Because for some of us, talking about other people, whether positive or negative, it constitutes the most of our conversation. What am I supposed to talk about then? And let me, I want to get into something really, really important here. Listen to what Solomon says here. Gossip, obviously, we know this, affects relationships. Listen to what he says. He says, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. A gossip separates 
close friends. Gossip affects human relationships. Gossip affects people who are close and they can separate them is what he's saying, right? And when we think about this, I think we look at it in terms of there's a third party. Two friends are close and there's a third party and because of their gossip, these two friends are no longer close and they're not talking and they're fighting now. But what I've realized is I think a little bit deeper and kind of take this to a next level or take this to the next layer. What if one of those people in that relationship is the gossip? Is it possible to have a deep, meaningful relationship with someone who gossips all the time? The truth is it's very difficult. It's very difficult to be in a close, deep, meaningful relationship honest relationship with someone who you know is like, yo, this person gossips a lot. And maybe you felt it. You've maybe had relationships like that. And you remember how you felt like, I don't know if I can like be that honest with this person because I don't know who they're going to talk to about this. I don't know what's going to happen if I really open myself up. You know, relationships oftentimes are built on common ground, right? That's why we talk about the weather all the time. Do you guys ever wonder why we always talk about the weather? It's because it's common ground for everybody, right? No one does not, actually some people don't experience it because they stay home all the time. But most people experience the weather. That's why we're like, hey, man, weather was so good today, right? You're like, yeah, the weather was great. Or, oh, the weather was horrible. You're like, yeah. Like, we talk about that because it's common ground. And it's easy and it's simple. And, like, it helps to start and that's fine. Like, it's great to talk about the weather. Especially in Portland, it's actually a big deal when the weather's really good. So let's talk about it. Let's celebrate. That's fine. But you know what builds, what's, what's greater common ground that builds relationships? All right, let me, let me tell you this. If you want a deep, meaningful relationship with someone, it's actually very simple. What brings us closer to each other than anything that I've experienced, you know what it is? It's pain. Pain brings people closer together than like anything. When you share your pain with someone or someone shares their pain with you, it immediately draws you closer to that person immediately like there are times where you feel like you have nothing in common with someone but if they come to you and they share their weakness and they share their pain and their struggle you see them differently it draws you in relationship and so here's the strange thing about gossip see when, when in relationships and we share our pain with one another and are honest and we grow closer to relationship we bond over the fact that we're in pain together right people talk about like having a common enemy brings people together that's because you have common pain we bond and build relational depth because of pain but gossip is weird because gossip is a form of counterfeit relational depth Gossip is a form of counterfeit relational depth. What do I mean by that? We're not bonding over our pain. We're bonding over someone else's pain. And when you have a relationship like that, where that is the common ground that you have, you think you're close because you talk and it's fun and it's exciting and you have a good time and it's like, oh, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have the, the juicy gossip and talk about all these great things and you're gonna be like, oh, that was, that was exciting and you're gonna feel like you're close, but you're not at all because you don't feel like you can share anything honestly of yourself to that person. That's why it's counterfeit relational depths. You think you're close, but you're not close 
at all. If you do this with your spouse, it's counterfeit relational depth. If you feel like if I take gossip out of the equation, I have nothing to talk about, that tells you very much right there the quality and the depth of your relationship. If you want deep, meaningful relationships, you must bond over your own pain and their pain, not someone else's. Solomon, once again, he has so many great words, man. It's like he was the leader of a country or something, right? He has so many great teachings on gossip. He says, a gossip betrays confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. And whether you know it or not, we do this. Whether you make the decision to distance yourself from a friend who is a gossip You may not ever make that decision, but in your heart, in your mind, in the relationship, you distance yourself because you do not trust them. So how can we build a loving community if gossip is present? It is impossible. Because we can't share with one another. We can't be honest with each other. We can't share pain with each other. And we will hurt one another. So we got to protect this mess from gossip. We gotta protect this loving community where people know each other and care about each other. And yes, they do share information, but they do it in a way that is loving and kind and and, and with discernment and with discretion and carefully and wisely in order for the purpose, not for entertainment, not to be excited, not to feel important because you have inside information, but because you want to love, care, and support someone. I think you want to be a part of a church like that. I don't think you want to be a part of a church where people gossip. So we need to protect this beautiful mess that we call the church. And here's the amazing thing. It's not just that you want to be a part of a community like that. God has created you a community like that. He has created the church for you to be a part of something like that. And so we all have a part to play. And so this is going to mess you up, guys. This is going to mess you up. This week, you're going to be like, you know, you're going to have those experiences. And if you have those experiences, then I've done my job right. I want you to be uncomfortable. I want you to feel the pain in your toes this week because it's too, too, too important to just say, ah, it's fine. It's just fun. It's just exciting stuff. Like, that's what we do here. That's just what we do here. That's the kind of relationships we have. No, that's not what we're trying to do here. That's not a loving community. Here's what I'm realizing. A loving community can never be a gossiping community. So I'm inviting you guys. It's not me. I can't make this happen. To make this happen, it happens in relationships, in conversations, after church, after lunch, at home, in small group, when you go out to eat, when you go on vacation. It happens to be all those times where we need to protect our community from gossip. We share because we love. We share information with wisdom and discernment to care and support each other but we do not gossip. That's not what we do here at Rock Fellowship. That's not what we're trying to build here in this community. Again, if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel like I'm speaking directly to you, like 
I'm not judging you, right? I'm not shaming you. I'm not, as in, in Pastor Jonathan's words and in Jesus' words, I'm not making you that speck. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Okay, I'm kind of trying to make you feel bad just a little bit. But this community is just so, so important. And what it can do is so, so important. So I'm inviting each and every one of us in our conversations to make a decision right now. Let's protect our community from this spirit. Let's protect our community from this, from this deceitful, evil, wicked thing that we know is gossip. Because a loving community can never be a gossiping community. Let's pray. My gracious God in heaven, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you have strong words for us. I thank you, God, that you want to speak truth to us, Lord. I thank you, God, that you want to challenge us to grow, to be better, and to follow you more closely in our everyday lives and in our community, Lord. Father, there may be people here who have been hurt by the words of others, hurt by gossip, Lord. And I pray that you would move on their hearts to give us another chance, Lord. And I pray, Father, for us in this room who all have this in us, who all have this. It's a part of human nature to struggle with this. God, I just pray that each and every one of us, Lord, that you would interrupt us this week, interrupt our conversations, interrupt the moments when we're about to say something or text something or message something or email something. Give us that moment. Give us that pause to wonder what we're doing to wonder if what we're doing is going to contribute to this loving community that we're trying to build, either by being actively gossiping or allowing it and permitting it. Lord God, I believe with all my heart that you're moving in this church and in this place. How tragic it would be if we got in your way because we just wanted some entertainment. Father, I pray that we may repent from this, and that we may move forward in our relationships with love and honesty and truth and depth and care. Thank you, God, for the people in this room, the great people in this room that you are moving on right now. Change us now, Lord. Lead us into a life that is more righteous and more uplifting and more upright. In your name we pray.